Are you thinking of breeding a litter? Or maybe you're a seasoned dog breeder who simply wants to refresh your credentials. For me, a program like Pup Starts Breeders is a perfect place to start. Pup Starts is unique. You see, it's the only iPet network level three in dog breeding, litter socialization, health and welfare. In fact, it's the only off-call regulated course of its kind available in the UK. So, if you're considering breeding a litter, whether you're new to this or you've been breeding dogs for years, check out Pup Starts Breeders. That's pupstartsbreeders.com. and this is our special edition because we've got Prudence with us. Well, let's hope she doesn't ruin everything. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. tracked him down. It's Bill Lambert, your only fan and spokesperson for the Kennel Club. Bill, how's it been going on your first day back at Crufts in two years? Well, Anna, we're so pleased to be back. Obviously, we had no Crufts last year, so we've been a whole two years effectively without Crufts. So we're so pleased to be back. And I've just watched people coming in this morning with literally joy on their faces, the dogs are skipping in, it's looked like everyone was happy. A little bit of good news in this, what have been sometimes a bit of a dark time over the last couple of years, and of course with the current situations going on. It is, and what's been really lovely is several firms are doing some campaigns for Ukraine, for the dogs in Ukraine. Um, I've seen some big tins on various stands for donations for charities out there on the front line, which is really great because, you know, it's a bit ironic, isn't it? We're celebrating dogs and there's some dogs in distress to say the least. Yeah we have to be aware that you know where the cross is really important for us but there are other things that we have to, to pay, 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 pay a lot of attention to and of course we are very concerned. We've seen all seen pictures on the television of the Ukrainian people leaving their homes and so many of them have dogs and cats and pets with them so it really touched our hearts. So one of the things that the Kennel Club have done this year is that we've donated uh, with our charitable trust uh, £50,000 to help the victims of the, of the war and their, and their pets and we're actually collecting throughout the, the course of crafts we're actually collecting more money so we're hoping to really help in a small way. Oh, well, that's, that's brilliant, isn't it? Well, that's great. Well, you know, and let's hope the news cheers up a bit. You know, I've just heard that people are getting stopped at the borders from taking them through into Poland on some of the checkpoints. And so there's charities that are going out there and then rescuing dogs with collars and leads on that were obviously having to be dropped at the very last minute. I mean, oh. But, but yeah, so, Bill, so, you know, showing-wise, you know, um, 
Who do you think's going to get through to represent the working dogs and the pastoral in the, the best in show lineup, or don't you really know? Well, to be honest, Anna, I've been coming to Crufts since 1978, so a long, long time, and I've known one thing you can't do, you can't predict the winners, so it really <laughs> is tough. Um, what we can say, though, is, is the, the groups that are on show today, as you rightly say, the pastoral and the um, working breeds, there's some great examples. I've been looking around the rings, and there are some great dogs out there. Uh, but what is really great is that the way the dogs and the people interact together, um, I think dog showing, a lot of people don't, you know, who don't show their dogs don't quite get it, but it's, it's really a lot of people are doing an activity with their dog. Um, they do week after week, and Cross is the culmination of that. But it's, it's so great to, for, to see people with, doing an activity with their dog that they both thoroughly enjoy. Well, I'm so excited because I've just bumped into Janet Hughes, who I haven't seen for two years um, at Crufts. Uh, Janet is part of Agria Insurance. Janet, how's it going at Crufts? Well, it's, uh, it's brilliant because, you know, we didn't know what to expect because it's been a year since Crufts two has years. taken place. Well, it was cancelled last year and the course yeah, the year before. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we were a bit apprehensive, but it's just a fantastic event. It's, uh, it's really busy, lots of fabulous dogs, which is what we're all here for. So, uh, so yeah, it's a great place. And um, you're one of the key sponsors of Crufts, is that right? Yes, we are, yeah. So explain how that works and why you are as an insurance firm that really is quite different. Yeah, so we, um, we administer Kennel Club Pet Insurance as well as our own insurance, which is Agria. And, uh, and the Kennel Club have chosen us for, for the reasons being that um, we are the oldest insurer. We were founded in 1890 in Sweden. And, uh, and we have an affiliation with every kennel club in each country that we work. So all across the Nordic regions, the UK, France and Germany. And so we are synonymous with the kennel club and that's why we are so embedded within this world. It's amazing and you do, um, you're the, unlike other insurers, you know, we won't name them, but you know, you see the adverts, um, you don't insure cars, do you, or household insurance, you are truly just for all animals. Yes, yes, so we are uniquely specialist in the animal insurance world, and we are underwritten by ourselves, and so we can only look after the pets that we insure because we are so specialist. And, uh, and we do an awful lot in the animal welfare side of, of animal health, as well as the wellness side of animal health. And um, you know, we like to see ourselves as more of a, a wellness company that offers insurance, because our aim is to keep as many pets healthy as possible. That's so good, isn't it? And you do sponsor, because you know, a lot of people want to adopt yes. rather than shop. Yes. And I think people forget that all of the breeds have their own dedicated rescues. Yes. So, you know, if you wanted a dog like an English setter or an English toy terrier, there are specific group breed rescues and, and you help with them, is that right? That's right, yes. We've got over 450 um, rescue partners and, uh, and we support them when they, um, when they find a new forever home for one of their dogs or cats, we, uh, we give them a five week free insurance for free to help them through those early days where they're finding out what their pets will do and dogs meeting owners and owners meeting dogs. 
and um, and yeah, and it's a it's a great way for people to get to know their pet. But um, but rescue is very important because we we do find that people maybe take on dogs that they're not prepared for, and um, and thankfully there are these organisations out there who will who will take them and support them and find them a better, more suited home. Yeah, because I mean it's so important, isn't it, to choose the right dog for your lifestyle. Yes, yeah. You know, and that's why Discover Dogs is so great here, with over 220 breeds showcased. So people like some of these crowds that I can see through here now are going to go up there and think, well, I might want a Siberian Husky, but then they'll leave today thinking, do you know what? Maybe a Westie is yeah. more the dog for me. Yeah, and I love Discover Dogs, and and we deal with dogs day in day out, and we talk about dogs all day in work and we, we're a big cat insurer as well but when we come to Crofts or everybody who works for Agri spends a little bit too much time in Discover Dogs <laughs> yeah. because you get to see the breeds you don't normally see. I know, no, it's brilliant. I love it. I haven't got there yet today, but <laughs> it's I mean, in the past I used to be on the miniature bull terrier stand flying the flag, you know, and it's important, yeah. you know. But not only that, you know, in this climate of climate change. You know, you do a lot, don't you, to make sure that you're ethical on all levels. Um, explain a bit more about that. Yes, so um, in, it, on Earth Day last year, we became a carbon neutral insurer. And we've been working towards that for a couple of years to make sure that we're doing everything right. And we've got the proof to show that actually we have made a big difference in what we do. Uh, our first initiative was our Go Green initiative where we encouraged all our policyholders to have their policies emailed rather than posted. And for every policy that agreed, we planted a tree for them. Wow. So we've planted thousands of trees over the last couple of years with Greta trees for Thunberg cities. Would be <laughs> proud. Yeah, she would. And, um, and so this year we are, we are aiming to be carbon positive, whereas we are not producing any uh, emissions into the, into the environment. And, uh, and if, we, if we are getting into that state where our emissions are, are higher than what we're doing we will offset it in some really fantastic projects and um, our projects which we chose last year um, one of them was animal specific and we bought quite a lot of credits as they're called in Borneo around the orangutan area oh, I love and it. so we wanted to make sure that um, our projects were animal related and and so we've had the certification to show that we are supporting the, the lifelong um, aims of the orangutan foundation in Borneo oh that's so amazing because palm oil you know is the awful culprit yes. isn't it yeah. you know and it's you know meaning that the orangutans don't have a habitat at anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And oh, you know, a baby orangutan, I mean, they're little people. Yes, they are. And it's, and it's so difficult because for us as a business, we will always have emissions in some way, shape, or form. But, uh, but it's important to understand what you're doing, how to calculate it properly, and actually do something about it yeah. rather than talk about it. Exactly, exactly. I think there's far too much talk, hot air that goes on in yeah. the human world, you know. And that's why, of course, dogs bring us so back to reality, I think, because there's no speech in sort of our conventional speech yet. Yeah. And you learn so much from interspecies communication. That's true. And we've got a fantastic campaign coming up later in the year where we will be 
in supporting our policyholders to offset their carbon paw print. Loving. So, uh, so we're bringing the, the, the dog world and cat world into that as well. But uh, we're very focused on, uh, you know, on the impact we have in the world and, and the benefits that pet ownership brings. And, and whatever we can do to support that is, is, is where our aims are. Oh gosh, well Janet, thank you so much for sparing the time so I know you're so busy and I really hope we can catch up and do a whole episode together. But uh, here's wishing you a great rest of crafts. Thanks ever so much, thanks for your time. Thank you. Mike, do you remember Christian who was at the Century Club with us? Yes, hi Christian. Yeah, hey Mike. Hey, so how's it going Christian? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great first day. It's great to be back here at Crufts. Um, Tell us what you're doing for Ukraine, because I've heard all about these big tins that are being handed out on stands around yeah, Crufts. Yeah, there's a few selected stands around, uh, around Crufts, and we um, are seeking donations, effectively, and working with um, Centaurus Foundation, and which has convoys going into Poland um, and helping... Um, rescue some of the abandoned dogs that have been left at the borders and, and helping bring them across. So um, in a, alongside that, we've, um, we've created a one-off um, double twisted leather lead at our workshop in London with, with a, uh, a matching dog collar and we're running a silent auction. And um, so we're uh, taking bids on the silent auction for the set. You can see it on the stand, on the dogs and horses stand in hall two, uh, stand 75. Um, and because uh, it's on display on a, on a great big blue dog that we have on the stand so you can't miss it and the aim of this is again you know all the proceeds will go to the Centaurus Foundation to help them um, rescue these these poor poor abandoned wretched dogs I know and that's so interesting so we did a podcast with um, Centaurus with Melik who's heading up all of these convoys that are going yep, in and yep. then out of uh, Ukraine so um, I know he needs all the help he can get absolutely yeah, um, it's, it's, a... it's heartbreaking heartbreaking what's going on um, it makes us feel so lucky you know our lives are so lucky and I think that's a, a good reality to check to have it, it is, and, and it really brings it to home. I mean, we're here celebrating dogs, right? And we all have our own dogs in our own homes. And I, I can't imagine, you know, the, 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 the despair when you're at that border, fleeing a war zone and having to leave your dog behind because you're not allowed, you know, into another country and you have to leave your dog behind. And this is, this, this is the heart-wrenching stuff. And so Centaurus, you know, is on a mission to do what they can to to to, to rescue these abandoned dogs and, and and other animals. Yeah, I I know, and it's and it's it's terrible because actually he was saying that so, although Petter has said that you don't need passports and paperwork goes out of the window in this situation at some border controls some of the the the, the guys the the frontiers are saying no no dogs can come through without their paperwork so they're picking up dogs that have got collars and leads on that literally at the last minute they've had to just could let it, the lead go i know so can you imagine no i can't imagine i i can only imagine it's it's awful so and centaurus is doing a you know trying to do what we can in, in the way that all Brits are rallying, you know, right now, as, as we see, doing, doing what, what they can to get involved in a tangible way. And we know that the proceeds from this are going direct to the Centaurus Foundation, and they are setting off two, three times a day, you know, from, 
the UK with goods and supplies, but then also, you know, um, doing what they can on the ground at the border for these dogs. It's brilliant. Well, Christian, that's great. And it's great to know that at Crufts, there's companies like Dogs and Horses that really do care and are doing something really proactive. Thank, and thank you, Anna, for helping highlight it. Really appreciate it. Will Bagley, I can't believe it seeing you again in real life on the Earth Animal Stand. That is looking fantastic, may I say. Thank you very much, yes, and it's been a long, long overdue time to meet again, hasn't it? Two what? years in the cold without it, any shows. Because it was here two years yeah. ago that you made your debut, we launched did. Earth Animal UK. We did, we launched in 2019 and since then we've sold a million dog shoes into the UK. Um, which is amazing. We just passed that at Christmas, actually. A million. A million. Wow, yeah. God! Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, and we've um, done a lot on social media in that time. Everybody's gone to social media during lockdown, haven't they? And we've yeah. acquired thirty thousand followers now, I think, over the last just since April last year, actually. Gosh, so, um, so jealous. That's uh, <laughs> that's quite a following. Yeah. And I agree. I think people are now. I think Crufts is, you know, reflecting this. I think people want to come out of the computer and get back into reality. They do. We've all been desperate for this face-to-face -face time, haven't we? Without masks as well. It's generally nobody wearing masks today, which is... Is that good or bad? You see, I, I <laughs> it's nice know. to see faces for the well, first time. Well, it is time. nice to see faces. Yeah. I absolutely agree, Will. No, I do. And tell us, what do you think of Crufts then, you know, compared to 2020? Well, I think today's quieter than we've been used to. However, um, it's great to see so many people and I, I expect they'll still have great numbers by the end of it. I think at peak Crufts maybe 160,000 visitors and just before Covid but when it was coming it was 120,000 so I would expect it to be around that again and, uh, and that's a great number of people. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's a huge number of people who walk through that door and see our brand and uh, hopefully purchase a chew and have a play with our chew bowler win a prize. So what is this? This is great. I love this. Um, just describe it's like a, it is like a, a giant chew. It's a giant spin. chew. You spin <laughs> and then what happens? And then you win a prize. So uh, we've got free uh, dog travel bowls, bamboo straws, so you know recycle your straws, so no plastic. Um, recycle uh, pens, lip balms, everything going on for oh, free. Loads and then some of things. people win chews. So uh, yeah, lots of nice stuff to give away. You gonna have a go? I'm gonna definitely have a go. <laughs> can I spin the wheel now? Uh, you can. Okay, let's see. Time. Okay, I'm gonna go. Go, spin the chew. I didn't do a very big spin. <laughs> I'll open it up. What have you won? Pop your hand in, grab a ticket. Vanilla lip, vanilla lip balm, well, you know, always useful. Could be handy during this trade show. Or... No, totally. Thank you so <laughs> yeah. much. Oh, yeah. So, Will. Yeah. So, it's only day one. Um, yeah. You know. I think and it's going to be a very busy weekend because Gun Dog Day is on uh, Sunday. I think, yeah. Yeah. And that's probably always the most popular day, and it doesn't always fall on the weekend. So the fact that it does, that'll probably be an extremely busy day. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the Labrador. You know what is it? About sixty thousand Labradors are born every year. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some lovely dogs here, and that's you know we love it here. There's so many nice people who love pets and love dogs. And uh, they all come by here and have a smile on their face when they leave, having played with our chew bowler. <laughs> yeah, so. and knowing that there is no nasties in your product, that's what really, you know, makes me happy Good. about Earth Animal, yeah. you know. Just so six ingredients plus a protein. So we're made with uh, bananas, pineapple, vegetable gelatin called agar agar, uh, eggs, brown rice flour and olive oil if I didn't mention that already and then they make the, the, the chew that you see and then we cover them in a gravy made from either free-range venison, um, natural peanut butter, uh, grass-fed beef, 
uh, free range chicken or wild caught salmon. So it's all super healthy. And that's it. There's nothing else in our tubes. Delicious. Yeah, sounds good, doesn't it? I made some uh, pancakes using all those ingredients okay. except the meat. So I used the peanut butter. You can make, you can eat them yourself. So. Marvellous. Well, listen, Will, all the best for the rest of Crafts. And Thank you very much. Hope to see you again very soon. Thanks, Anna. Marie Corinne. Hello. I'm so glad I found you. Yeah, We're at Ring 16. Yes. And you're here with your Norwegian boo hunt. That's right. This is Bergen, a two-year-old Norwegian boo hunt. So this is his first crafts. How exciting. It's very How exciting. exciting. Yes. So what, what class is he in? He's in postgraduate dog. And uh, he is actually the only one scheduled to be in that class. Which, what, so you're the only one in your We're class? We're the only one in our class today, yes. God, how lucky is that? Well, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, we're a small breed numerically. Um, there's only 23 entered at Crufts this year. So. And what yeah. made you choose a boo hunt? I actually grew up with them, so they've been in my family. Um, but this is the first one that I've owned as an adult, so he's my first proper dog of my own. We're living in London. And living in London as well. And actually, thanks to you and Joe Good, it was really listening to you for so long about it's good to have a dog in the city that helped encourage me to get him. So oh, I gosh. must thank you, really. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Making me cry. Oh. Um, uh, but the boo hunt, explain how they look for people who yes, think, what on earth um, is a boo hunt? Yes, well, they're a medium-sized spitz breed. So they've got the wedge-shaped head, the pointed ears, the curly tail, the double coat, and they generally come in this, the colour that Bergen is, which is Wheaton. That's the primary colour. They also come in black. He seems very aloof. He's uh, he's he's not really that aloof generally, but his dad and granny and granddad are sitting around the ring already, waiting to watch, and he's wondering where they've gone. That's why he's looking over there at the moment. They're a really friendly breed. They're a really good family dogs. They tend to be um, good with children. They want to be one of the family. They're a herding breed, naturally. They're used in, on the farms of Norway to herd and alert. So you always know when the postman's coming and you always know when you've got members of the family in different rooms because they try and herd you together. That's so They're funny. very happy when everyone's in one place. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Hello, Bergen. What do you think your chances are of winning our best of breed today? Well, I would say slim. Um, there's some excellent boo hunts around at the moment. Um, there's a couple that do a lot of winning, and I would not be at all surprised if one wins today. Um, but it's great to be in the field with such a good quality lineup of boo hunts and have him hold his own, which he has been. He's actually only really started showing last year because of lockdown, and he's already got two reserve CCs. Has he? Yes. Gosh, that's extraordinary. That's amazing. Because so, yeah. you used to show, didn't you? I did when I was a child. So I did the junior handling and I used to show boo hands. Um, and I stopped when I was mid-teens. So uh, I, after a <clears throat> year gap, I'm um, back. I just couldn't resist it. So I'm either reliving my youth or I, I don't know. But uh... well, That's what I love about crusty. Because I used yeah. to come to crust when I was eight. Yeah. And that's when I was mad about Tibetan spaniels, actually. And um, I know we mustn't keep you. I know you've got one eye on the <laughs> ring. Because uh, the boys always go on first, don't they? They do, yes. So there's three dogs in before him. There's a couple of puppies and a junior. And, then, and this is his He's dad. very excited now. Oh, yes. Hello. So Here comes Bergen's dad. <laughs> well, listen, Marie, look, you know, break a leg. Thank not you. literally. <laughs> Let's hope not. And um, I really yeah. want to hear all about yes, it. thank you. So lovely to meet you. 
Oh my God, Rebecca, how are you doing? I'm absolutely brilliant, Anna. How are you? Really good. No, it's so good to bump into you. Absolutely. How's Crafts going? Oh my God, it is so busy here. What a fantastic atmosphere. It's going really, really well. What are you doing at Crafts? Well, we're here today in a sort of non-work capacity. Sally is representing her breed, German Whitehead Pointer, um, but I'm here meeting lots of people and seeing lots of like-minded people that we've been meeting um, through work. So it's been a really, really fantastic day so far. Amazing. So you're on the, the Whitehead German Pointer stand, but of course you're also the founder of the Pup Starts Breeders Scheme. Absolutely. And we were we were not quite brave enough to um, book a stall this year for the business, but next year definitely. I'm very enthused and inspired by all of the, my colleagues that I see here representing their businesses so next year we'll definitely be having a stand here. Because it is really important isn't it when you think um, you know that out of all of the Kennel Club registered dogs only 5% of those are bred from assured Kennel Club breeders I think, I think I'm right in saying that, that does ensure mandatory health testing because Pup Starts Breeders is all about breeding responsibly, health tested parents, yeah. socialisation, yeah. health and welfare of the puppies, you know like the complete antithesis of a puppy farm. Yes couldn't agree with you more. So basically our whole ethos is around leading that breeder journey through education um, from the very, very beginning of considering breeding, why you want to breed, really drilling down into what is your motivator and then making sure that you have got an appropriate breeder mission statement that you can continually you know, go back to and make sure that you're upholding what you originally set out to, to do and then um, creating that education pathway so that you are health testing, temperament testing, ensuring that the dogs that you're selecting um, to use as breeding animals are, again, referring back to your breeder mission statement, going to produce puppies that are you know, your, your intended purpose, for your intended purpose, and then equipping breeders with the tools in their toolbox so that they know how to, um, you know, care for a bitch through pregnancy properly, making sure that she has all of her needs in a very holistic manner. Everything is taken care of, not just the veterinary side, not just the whelping side, you know, emotionally, how is she being catered for? Then making sure that they are very, very clear and equipped to deal with the whelping element of things, to then provide appropriate aftercare and the correct socialisation for the puppies that they're then going to have to raise and then observing those puppies and making sure that they are aware that those puppies are sentient beings and they're individuals and then doing their very best to I want to say scrutinise the owners that come forward to home those puppies and match them because puppies are not a blank canvas and they do have requirements and individual personalities that mean that they are more suited to certain homes than others and Absolutely. as breeders it's our job to make sure that we place them in the correct home and then provide whole life care. So basically being at Crafts you know it's um, it's about all breeds isn't it the scheme it's not just because I know that um, everybody's welcome if you're breeding dogs dogs are dogs whether yeah. they're pedigrees whether they're crossbreeds exactly. whatever your you know political standing if you like is on that that's not the point for me <laughs> it's around ethical breeding and it's about making sure the dogs that we're producing for our future are produced properly I agree. I mean, the thing is, it's so important because you've got to stop them ending up in rescue. That dogs are sentient beings. And the bit I love about, I think, Pup Starts Breeders the most is, is the enrichment, you know. I'm um, really passionate about it. Really, really passionate yeah, about it. It's the bit that floats my boat. Floating, floating, because, you know, puppies grow so quickly. You know, by the time they're one, they're already, people say, some people say they're seven, some people say they're five, but they've evolved so much quicker than a, than a baby. A baby would, absolutely. 
you know, so by four weeks, puppies' brains are just already soaking it up. Soaking. soaking it up. And if breeders are not educated to understand what's happening with brain development, what's happening with social development, how those dogs are developing emotionally and physically during those eight, ten weeks that they're at the breeder's home, some really crucial socialisation and life skills are being missed. And that will go on to affect that dog and its owner you know, for the rest of its life if those if those learning opportunities are missed. So. And there's things like, you know, if a bitch has a really big litter, you know, some of the puppies are going to be bullied by the bigger puppies yeah, yeah. and aren't going to get to suckle Absolutely. easily. And those puppies can go on to have some behaviour issues. Absolutely. Um, so reactivity, yeah, and being a bit precious about yeah. their space yeah. because they've been bullied as a tiny pup. Yeah. And then there's issues if you only have one pup. I know someone here at Crufts actually announced to me yesterday Day that their bitch is pregnant, the ultrasound has revealed one, one pup, puppy. and we've been talking a lot about a single pup. We have. I mean, it seems to be flavour of the month, as you know, I've got a, a puppy at home, a single puppy at home. It's never happened to me before in the best part of 20 years of breeding. However, what it's teaching me is that, you know, even, even I, we all learn, you know, 20 years of breeding and they're still learning and you, we should never be blinkered by our own experience. We should always be open to learning new things. And the, the arrival of this puppy, Juno, she's she's just honestly opened my eyes to a whole nother world around how I need to cater for all of her needs. I need to try to replace the stimulus and the responses that she would have been getting had she been in, an, in, a, in a full litter, which she's not, you know, she's on her own. You know, she's her temperature control, impulse control, guarding, you know, her touch, you know, even when she was very small, just touching her back she would react like a puppy in a litter of multiple puppies wouldn't react because they'd be getting you know touched yeah. by their litter mates all the time so all of these things you know that is one one element the singleton element of it is one thing but all of these things we mustn't underestimate how those early points of socialization and development do cause greater long-term effects for the dogs and it's so important that breeders can spot them and know how to deal with them I think it's so important because then you can match the right puppy to an experienced mm. home or mm. a less experienced home and know that that puppy is going to adapt and fit in but you know I love it as well that you're mad about a dog's olfaction so it's something oh, yeah. that you know floats my boat yeah. if you like this absolutely expression today absolutely and, and that you know features in their early development massively yeah oh, completely and we, you know we are um, very very keen on ensuring that in, a part of the enrichment not just for the for the puppies but also for the bitches that are you know at a time in their life potentially contained in a whelping box or in a home for you know you don't want them getting germs going out and about so you might not be walking them enrichment of the olfactory kind so sniffing and scent work games and and, and the like uh, is, is just such a fantastic way of making sure that they are content and that they're, they're getting the stimulus that they need. You know, it's not just about the puppies, it's also about making sure that mum is content, you know? Yeah, no, totally. And your course, it's not just for new people, is it? You know, it's about, because you're saying, you know, all about the learning and science is evolving all the time and it's almost like we're obsessed with sort of scientific studies and working out why a dog does this, why a dog looks at us in a certain yeah, way yeah, and all yeah. the rest. There's so much going on. Oh, we're, huge. We're obsessed by scientific studies on dogs we but are. it's good because it's well, allowing we, us to we learn expand. we continue to learn and, yeah. and I think that's the thing even for people who I mean the course is the course is a big deal you know there hasn't ever been a nationally accredited um, course for dog breeders we, we weren't considered to be professional in what we were doing you know we were just a, a sideline industry and because of that social connotation 
the, the lack of professionalism that can occur within the industry leads to welfare issues. So the fact that there is now a nationally accredited um, course that breeders can do, it means that they get to feel proud of what they do mm. and stand up and go, do you know what? I'm a dog breeder and I'm proud of what I do and here's my certificate to say that I'm professional at it, I'm qualified at it and I can do it properly. And the more people that we have feeling proud of what they do when it comes to dog breeding, the better the quality of the puppies will be. Um, and that is that is exactly where it's at. So, you know, tapping into that and making sure that even breeders who have been breeding for 20 years, um, like me, you know, I'm still learning. We're all still learning. And unless you are continually doing your CPD, with the amount of knowledge that we have now in the behaviour, nutrition, I mean, every area of dogs we are developing in, as you say, daily. Well, if you've been breeding for 20 years and you haven't done any CPD, with the best will in the world, you're out of date. Well, yeah, and CPDs have only really come into their own with the Zooms and the technology Absolutely. recently. Absolutely. You know, and so. we need to be continually developing what we do. Mm. That is how we improve. And, and you know, and, and that is through education, that is through being open, that is, you know, class discussion. I mean, we've got a group of guys on the, on the guys and girls on the course at the moment. They are just absolutely inspiring beyond anything I could explain to you today. And it must be very rewarding for you. Oh, hugely. You know, to hugely. put this together. Hugely. So you've sort of channeled all of your mm. experience into mm. this to yeah. help others. Yeah, because I can do more than just deal with the puppies that I breed. I get to help the puppies that somebody else is breeding and then they'll tell their friend about a socialisation protocol and that will help that litter of puppies. So exponentially, my teachings are reaching more and more and more puppies. Fantastic. That's what it needs to do. Oh, know? Rebecca, this is such a good chat and what a perfect place for Lovely. you to be. Lovely to at see Crufts. you. So that's the thing, Pub Starts Breeders. Oh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Lovely to see you, Anna. Thank see you. you soon. See you soon. Enjoy the rest. We'll do. And you. Hey Anna, sorry to bother you again. I'm, I know I'm always picking your brains, but you are the expert. <laughs> um, Billy needs a new harness. Uh, the one we have is, I think it's, it's starting to fray. Um, and I always like the um, Prudences and, and Binksies. What would you recommend? Oh, yeah. Well, Prudence and Binks, they wear this brand called Dogs and Horses, which actually isn't based too far away from you. They're at Kensal Rise. Oh, and yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You could pop over. They've got a workshop there and everything's handmade, you know, to ah. amazing standards. Oh, yes, Billy. Already, he really yeah. is. You could go visit. And it's all like Italian ah. leather. Ah. Yes, it is. And it's rolled and they've got so many gorgeous colours and they do a very groovy designed harness and they do, you know, the leads that I really like that yeah. are like those double clip leads. Yeah. They're so great because you can shorten them and lengthen them as you need, you know. Well, they do super ones of those, I must say. Cool. All right. So I'll swing by. But if I if I can't swing by, obviously I can buy them online. Eh? Where would I go? Yeah, yeah, it's um their website. What is it now? Oh, yes, it's dogsandhorses.co.uk. What's that? So hang on, right now, down. Say it again. Dogsandhorses.co.uk. Brilliant, thanks. Good luck. Cheers, Billy. Bye. Should, we, should we go get a new harness? Billy, should we get a harness? What is it? Let's get a harness. Okay, okay, let's go. Hey Mike, I told you I'd take you to the Paleo Ridge stand. Great, we got some new treats. <laughs> yes, we have. And um, Will Green, lovely to see you again. Lovely to see you. Esther Long, hurrah, it's great to see you. <laughs> lovely to see you as well. Now these fish treats, I mean, tell us more about these. 
So the fish treats are, we've got uh, fish skin cubes and we've got air dried sprats as well. Um, they are suitable for all dogs, they're natural, uh, good for your teeth as well. Have you tried any with your dogs yet? You, you know I have. <laughs> Do you know what I've got to say about these sprats? These sprats are like a completely different league of sprats. Absolutely. Um, you know, I have been feeding my dogs air dried sprats. You know, that's sounding like I'm really old, but for over 20 years. Yeah. And they're very, traditionally, they're very dry. Mm. Um, you know, brittle, yeah. all right, but they kind of really seem like their life has been sucked out of them, which, but these, I mean, mm. seriously, when I opened the packets, Prudence and Mr. Biggs were so lucky to have a preview couple of packets, they went absolutely nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's, the sprouts are sort of, I know they are air dried, but there's juice in them. How, yeah, how is this? Well. We don't want to give too much away, obviously. You know, we want to keep some stuff to ourselves. But um, trade secrets. yeah, trade secrets and all that. But um, yeah, we're, they, there's a lot of different ways to dry um, sprouts, you know, and um, a lot of focus, obviously, in, in the industry is to do them quickly. It's the most more efficiently you can do them, um, you know, the, the better. But for us, it's you know, uh, Pillar Ridge has always stood for you know, quality. So we, um, our air drying process is, is much more qualitative. You know, it's focused on the quality. Um, and not drying them out too much. You might notice sometimes when you crack them, they can look dusty or something. You know, exactly. Other ones. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's through the drying process. Um, but also the quality of the of the sprats. You know, um, if Chris was here, our our supply chain director, he'd tell you all about the um, you know the 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 difference between sprats and all sorts. But no, I'm not an expert on that. But um, for sure, we we source the best sprats we can and dry them the best way we can. Amazing, amazing. And this is your first crafts. It is. It's really exciting. We're so excited to be here and it's been so busy today as well. Hasn't it's it been just? Yeah. I can't believe how it's filled up. I was a bit worried this morning, you know, I thought, oh, it's a bit... Well, you don't know what to expect, do you? <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. after two years. Mm. But now we're weaving through the crowds, yeah, you know. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's been amazing for us because, you know, it, it, this is our, our first time um, as a company um, to be here. We've obviously visited um, and, but, but for myself, Esther and a few for the rest of us, Kalade and, and a few of the team, this is our first time at Crafts Full Stop. Um, we're, we've, you know, we've got, we didn't know what to expect in a lot of ways with, with it not happening last year, it's been two years. You know, a lot, there's so many unknowns. And speaking to the other exhibitors, you know, that's very much the case that um, there's a lot of unknown this year. But I know in speaking to people, looking at, you know, at the stands and just interacting with people, you know, people are really happy with, with you know, the amount of people here and um, and you know just the, the reaction just to see dogs you know I've, I've seen more breeds than I've ever seen before I think in one day so I love uh, it it's brilliant yeah I know I mean it'd be great I think it's probably about 6,000 dogs in the hall at the minute wow yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you can feel the buzz though just everywhere you go at the moment the buzz is just amazing it is it. it is and people are happy and smiling and, yeah. and it's yeah. just so lovely as it's that we've pulled out of being on the internet and yeah. we're in real life. Yeah. Just the interacting with people again, it, it felt like a thing of the past for a while, didn't it? I know. Like, oh, I, I was it. really worried for a bit, and this is restoring my faith in um, the human condition, actually. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I think um, for us, no, having just launched these, uh, these treats, if we can kind of get out and get involved and it's a great excuse to go and pet some dogs, go give them some treats and stuff, it's, it's great fun, we've loved it.
brilliant. It's only day one. It's only day one. It's only day one. Three more days to go. Yeah. <laughs> and how are the dogs receiving the treats? Really well. Um, you know, there are obviously some dogs just don't eat fish, and then you can't get around that. But um, you know. Uh, Feedback's been pretty good. Really good. I've really, got really a lot good. of slobber on me, you know, yes. all up my arms and all over totally my trousers. Totally worth it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Any from the dogs, though? Oh, yeah. A few. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, thank you, guys. We're going to catch up with you again very yeah. soon, I'm oh, sure. Well, thanks thank for stopping you. by. Yeah, yes. No, we love Paleo Ridge. Oh, we love you. Thank you. We do love you. <laughs> hey, Mike, this is it. It's Edition Dog Stand. And here's Jennifer Dow. Hello. Thank you, Anna. Nice to see you. <laughs> it's been a busy one for you already. Yes, I've just um, been at a nice chat with Claire Baldwin and I'm on uh, Crufts this, uh, tonight uh, talking about how our dogs can pick up on our human emotions and respond to that. Isn't that interesting? So, so much science now that backs all of that up. What was that study in Sweden that has just come out, Jennifer? Well, yeah, what, what they did was they followed owners that had were experiencing long-term stress. So what they did was they took the hair follicle from the owner and the hair follicle from the dog and tested them for cortisol levels. And what they found was that the cortisol levels in the dogs mirrored that of the owners, which shows that the dog that was not only feeling those emotions, but was actually their body had physiological changes as a result of it. It's interesting, isn't it? It's so interesting. I mean, you know... It, Dogs are so connected to us, and when you've got that really strong bond with a dog, you, you know, they are like a sponge, really. And, yeah. you know, we forget that they're em emotional, sentient beings, really. Yeah. And, and we, I, I feel as well, one of my bugbears is that people take on a dog to be their comfort blanket, yeah. rather than a, a separate being that people should respect and, and look after and nurture. It's like, you know, palm them off to the dog walker in the day and then you go to work and you come back from work and then you can cuddle your dog on the sofa but that's not what it's all about no it's for me for me it's about that like you said that stronger bond you know I, I'm probably similar to yourself Anna that my dogs are are like my, they're like my children um, they're very much part of the family and you know people should be I think for me this this whole sort of discussion about how dogs pick up on your emotions is probably something that's maybe been overlooked, not maybe as widely discussed. We talk about dogs, um, you know, being able to help uh, children with autism, therapy dogs, but day to day our dogs are actually helping us. Yeah. Day to day, with our own little, you know, coming from work, your siblings had a bad day at work, to you wake up in the morning you're just in a bad mood. <laughs> or you're feeling light-hearted and happy that day, your dogs respond to that as well. And, yeah. And they do respond better when you're positive and, yes. you know, being gung-ho and just, you know, leading them in a positive way, you know. It builds our confidence. Yeah, I think yeah. it builds our confidence. I think that's another thing that, for me, is really important. It's, it's about giving your dog choice and helping them make the right choice and build that confidence. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's interesting, you know that old adage, dogs smell fear, yes. you know, and now, of course, all of this science really does back up that actually they really do, you know, because they smell when our cortisol's going up and down. Um, and that would make sense then that that's actually creating stress in them. It's like, oh no, she's had another email in that sent her off the graph. <laughs> yeah, I better leave the room. <laughs> as well I mean I've, we've, we've heard like numerous stories from readers saying about how their dogs just are, are that comfort blanket I know you're saying they shouldn't be there just for that 
but you know you've heard that saying every dog's a rescue dog yeah you know because to that to that owner that dog's seen them through tough times you know they've been that on that emotional roller coaster of life together and um, they're part of that journey that you have and that's why we have that lifelong bond with our dogs and probably why when they leave us you miss them so much well yeah they're like chapters yes. aren't they yeah chapters of your life yeah, chapters of your life and they're, they're very much part of that whole mm. emotional journey life experiences I know. they're there they're I know. there happy moments sad moments emotional moments they're there and they're with you and they share it Oh, I, I think it's so exciting you've actually sat on the sofa with Claire boarding Jennifer but oh, I'm loving I love the latest crafts issue because you know your magazine is um, edition dog yes. and I've got it in my hand at the minute and lot like, I love on the corner holistic yes so it really is a unique magazine isn't it in this country it's a very unique magazine and we are the only magazine in the UK that really focuses on that holistic approach um, Every feature in our magazine is about promoting dog health, well-being, um, and we look at it in a sort of kind of insightful and informative way. Um, and obviously, we've got your feature coming up, Anna, about oh, yes. teacher testing. Oh um, yes, people can look for that in the next issue, which is out at the end of March. Oh, that's fantastic! So, yeah. so everyone listening, you've got to get the next issue <laughs> if you haven't got an issue already yeah. of Edition Dog and read my piece on, on teacher testing. Teacher, teacher testing. Yeah. So and why you don't need to have an annual booster. Yes, yes. And then we've got Edition Dog coming up. Yeah, the live show, yes. the live event, and that's obviously it. there are live arena presenter. <laughs> yes, I can't <laughs> wait. It must be the show that's been the longest in the making. I mean, that's been what since was it twenty? 2019 we spoke about it, yes. 2020 it was meant to go ahead, postponed, I know. then it was postponed again. I know, <laughs> so, let's fingers crossed it does happen. Three years in the making, it's going to be a good event. Well it so. really is and I reckon we'll be up, me and Mike, and I'm looking forward to hosting it and then we could do a, maybe a live podcast episode from there. Perfect. Can't wait. Yeah, can't wait, very excited. Ruth Milner, hello, I haven't seen you for ages, how Hi. are you doing? Yeah, Great to be back at Crofts. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, it's just fantastic. Um, we have a lot of people that come back from the previous years to say, oh, love my Fatizo and recommending it to all their friends. And the word is just getting around like crazy. It's just amazing. So for listeners who aren't aware of what Fatizo is, summarise. Fatizo is a home-use version of what you would get from a low-level laser device that's usually offered from your veterinary practitioner or a vet physio, for example. And it's a modality that's used throughout rehabilitation, post-injury or post-surgery for things like cruciate ligament recovery. Um, but it's also very beneficial for any animal or you know, certainly dogs that are suffering with a degenerative painful condition like arthritis to help with improve their mobility long term in a natural way. Red light therapy has been known about for quite a number of years more so in the beauty market and aesthetics because it's proven to be so beneficial for regenerative um, recovery from quite invasive um, beauty treatments but it's also highly beneficial for wound healing and to help the, the 
the whole healing process to be more um, more efficient to help minimise scar tissue and minimise scarring in general. Um, but yeah, it goes far, far deeper than skin deep. No, I yeah. know, I know. So <laughs> that's just really scratching the surface, yeah. isn't it? It yeah. is like a really powerful way to restore cellular energy really um you know and help promote longevity absolutely so we are well us and all animals are receptive to light and this is just one way to deliver energy into the body which we are receptive to and the most um the most popular wavelengths that have been realized are red and near-infrared light as well as blue light and perhaps UV for dermatology but especially the red and the near-infrared wavelengths have been recognised to have this profound regenerative effect on the body. Just going back to dogs, I mean it really helps doesn't it with their skin as well you know and to really boost hair growth and help you know get a lustrous coat. Yes, yeah, for, for sure. It, you know, and it, as post-surgery, it can also help to promote the hair growth as well. And I mean, it's, it's quite simple, really, with understanding what this energy is doing in the body. All it's doing is it's facilitating the body's own healing mechanisms in a natural way and enhancing also the effects. And especially when you've got animals or people that have impaired healing. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing, isn't it? So much healing that we are doing now, and it's becoming more obvious in in dogs, you know, for a Dogs Life podcast. It's the same for humans. You know, it's like you are what you eat. It's the same, you know, except dogs are carnivores, we're omnivores, but apart from that. But, and again, with with, um, light energy, I mean, I love Fotizo, and it's so handy. Mm. That's the other great thing. So you just throw it in your bag, take it with you wherever you go yeah. it's a trusty friend absolutely it's, it's just so convenient the, the model that's been developed by the, the, the team in South Africa who developed for Tizo um, they've just made it into a very handy portable little tool it's very ergonomic it's very easy even for arthritic hands to hold and it's just very very simple to deliver on the go we have a lot of animal therapists that use it seeing horses out in the field even yeah. or you know no, where there's no power exactly so it's a rechargeable little piece of kit so there's no wires or anything like that it's really easy press in it's pre-programmed as well yeah so, very quick yeah. as well um so we have it's not just about as a reactive tool it's also the message that we really like to get across is about using it preventatively proactively Listen, everyone, Fotizo, Google it. I can't wait to talk some more about this, Ruth. And listen, have a great rest of crafts. Lovely to see you, Anna. Stuart Malcolmson, who knew we'd bump into each other at Crafts? I know, it's fantastic, Anna. It's lovely to see you again. It's been such a long time. And um, Lena Boris-Strom. Yes, you've run on a surprise, yes. <laughs> I'm quite proud of that. That's my half-Swedish side okay. coming in. Um, yes, because it's like Björn Borg, exactly. not Björn Borg. <laughs> so, Boris-Strom. Yes. 
Lena, are you Swedish? No, I'm actually from Finland. Oh my gosh, so what are you doing here? Okay, I came here to, to meet, of course, Stuart, and I came to meet you, and also to check these crafts so that we can uh, um, participate next year. I haven't been here before, so this is my first time. Oh. And I'm so excited. <laughs> well, what do you think of the show so far? Oh, everything, everything looks great. And uh, I'm here, here with Stuart to, to see all the products that are sold here. And of course, I have to see dogs and especially Lancashire healers, because I have two Lancashire healers at home. Gosh, so you have a British vulnerable breed. Oh, yes. What are they like with their personality? Are they like a corgi? Um, they, they, I don't know Corgi, but uh, Lancashire Healer is very, very uh, bright. They are really, really eager to uh, learn things and it's like a big dog in a small package. Yes, yes. <laughs> and your firm, am I right, is it called Finero? Yes, Finero is, is manufacturing uh, harnesses and all kinds of dog products and I'm here to to establish more relationship with Stuart and, and his company and, and do some product development here. Interesting. Um, and what, so Stuart, what's your role in this? Uh, so we're a, a manufacturer of dog equipment. We're a British manufacturer. We're, we manufacture in uh, on the edge of the Peak District in Derbyshire. Lovely. Uh, so we're really a, a kind of champion of dog products and uh, particularly leads, collars and harnesses. And I know that you're a huge fan of the, the front clip harness and, and we manufacture the front clip harness as well. And we're looking to work more with Finero uh, to to help uh, British manufacturing as well and, and export. Now, you know, the thing is, I do love uh, the Finero Salon harness. Yes. I do love that, actually. And I had one for Prudence. I lent it to somebody and they lost it. And, oh. Don't worry, I will make sure that you will. The design <laughs> is amazing because I love balancing... The, the weight distribution with dogs. So a front clip harness means that you can clip your dog's lead to the chest and to the shoulders. And if you've got a dog that's very bouncy or learning to walk to heel, it's a wonderful way with the two points to um, really make the teaching process so much more efficient. That's right. Absolutely, it, re it really is. And, and as you said, it, it's that balance. Uh, if, if we just use a, a back clip on a harness, the harness, the, the, the attachment point behind the shoulder blades, uh, then actually, as, as I've heard you talk about before, all you've got is a kind of stop and a go. You've not got that that kind of steering control and, and that ability to to really support your dog in the development of, of teaching that kind of left and right and that turning. And yes. I know that you talk about it as, a, as kind of almost the steering from the front, and that's exactly that's right. It. That's it, so you have the brakes and the steering. I mean, you've got huskies, am I right? No, so I've got uh, Scandinavian hounds and what are called gracers, so they look more like a, a German shorthair pointer. Oh, really? How interesting. Yes. So they're still a, they're still a a racing sled dog breed, right? Uh, but they're they're more designed for sprint racing rather than the longer distance, like the huskies. Because then you'd want the clip on the shoulders, right? Absolutely. Because so. you want them. Because I always say to people, I'm helping train their dogs. Just on the, the shoulders, all you're doing is training your dog to pull. <laughs> and a dog generally pulling along in a normal circumstance is actually a stress dog because they don't know where you're going. Um, but if you're training a dog to sprint. 
and be a puller, then you want that. Don't that's you? it, and and that's what the harness is designed to do. So I'm, you know, I'm forever looking to to develop harnesses that uh, work in different situations. So with an sled dog sport for a pulling dog, we're looking to develop a harness that harnesses as much power but creates as much comfort for the dog as possible. Whereas in a training situation, we're looking to develop a harness that works differently, that, that actually helps us with training the dog to walk to heel or to, you know, to, to stay alongside us. So we're, it, it's different harnesses for different things. Absolutely, no, I couldn't agree more. And um, are you thinking then, Lena, to exhibit here next year? Definitely, definitely. We have. We have a lot of new things coming, our brand is renewing quite a lot, our, our logo and everything has been changed for a new version and there's a lot of new products coming. How exciting. But of course, Salon Harris as well. Oh good, I do hope so, because <laughs> it is a bestseller, isn't it? It's one definitely, awards. Definitely, definitely it is. And, and I think, like, like um, Stuart said, that manufacturing here in UK is very important. So, so we are going to to do a lot of things here as well. More. How exciting! <laughs> well, I really hope we can, you know, carry on this conversation. Definitely. Um, maybe up in Derbyshire one day. Absolutely. You're but, more than welcome to come see the factory, meet the team, yeah. uh, look at products, and, and also help us with development on products. Exactly. Yes, your yes, your experience definitely. is invaluable as well. So we'd love to welcome. Oh, what an honour. That's I'm very flattered. I'd love to do that. And your brand again, Stuart. Remind everyone yes, so, listening. So we're Orca Outdoors. Uh, Orca is spelt with a K. Uh, it's a little bit of a nod to our relationship with uh, our friends in, in Finland. Uh, so we manufacture various dog products under our own Arctic Wolf brand. Uh, which is uh, primarily focused on kind of active dogs and sporting dogs. Uh, but then also we work with other brands like Finero and, and other small companies to manufacture products for them as well. That's so fantastic. Well, listen, really wishing you a great onwards crafts and um, we might bump into each other wandering around. Absolutely. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you very Thank much. You. Thank you. <laughs> Avery, who knew I'd bump into you at crafts? Well, there you go. God works in mysterious ways, and so do dogs. <laughs> we all love a bit of divine intervention. And this is it. I hope today is going to be a lot of divine intervention. Uh, and a pleasure to meet you as well, in person, rather than on the phone. I know, I think this is what this crafts is um, telling us all, actually, that we've got to get off the internet and into real life again. What I, do you think? I totally agree with you. I think the problem is with emails. You ping so many of them, and you always forget another question so you send another email and you spend so much time just backwards and forwards and not really getting anywhere where this face to face it's so much better and it's a grown-up thing to do it really is yes. it really is to be honest so you're here because you've actually invented a rather groovy useful product yeah well uh, some years ago i was a dog walker um, and I'm a dog owner and like all of us we take our dogs out for walks and we end up clearing up after our dogs and when you've got three or four bags of poo dangling between your finger whilst it's the right thing to do sometimes you're on a lovely walk and it's a little bit of an inconvenience so I had a light bulb moment and uh, I came up with the perfect bag it's made in Britain uh, seven colours to choose from. It's waterproof, practical and robust. And the, the biggest thing I wanted to do was make the dog owner, dog trainer, dog walker's life easier 
because we only have so many pockets in our clothing, so the bag makes life easier. I've got to say, I love it. I have seen one of these. I have one of these at the moment in my hotel room, which is packed full of my Bull Terrier Prudence's showroom kit for tomorrow, so that everything is in one place for her. And um, I'm really excited about using it and whizzing around, because it's like, Oh, you can hear the Velcro, oh, super robust. You've got all these different sections in here. Um, so you can use it to put your boo bags in that are full in this sealed bit in, in the in middle. This, in that pocket there, you put the full ones. The second right, one, you right. put your treats, clean poo bags, leads. And in the first one, you put your phone and keys. So basically, we've got everything in one area each separate compartment, yeah. it's all waterproof and yeah. robust, yeah. and it makes life easier. Yeah, and you can just wear it like a satchel, which I like, like as satchel. well, because, you know, being quite small, it's great to put things over your shoulder. And I've got this one, which I really like, which is, listeners can't see, it's, it's khaki, and it's like really cool fabric. I mean, this is tough, really waterproof, resilient, quite, you know, army standard, Nick, I'd Well, th say. This, this is it. Like, I, I wanted something, and as I say, by putting your phone and keys in there, if you're caught in a shower or the rain, it's not going to get soaking wet. But the other thing is, it's versatile because, A, you can put it around your back if you're running with your dog and still be able to pick up, carry your phone keys, everything's in there. But also, mum and dad, you might be out with the pram and you've got dogs, shorten the strap, goes around the handle, again, keeping dog stuff separate from kids' stuff, and it just makes life easier. And there's been a massive increase of lazy individuals leaving poo bags around, and this is part of the solution. And from the time you pick it, your dog's doodah up, tie it off, pop it in the bag, that's the last time you touch it. Because even when you get home, with the Velcro, you open it from the front to the back, you pinch the pocket with all the good stuff in, tip the bag upside down, the poo goes into your bin, and should you have an accident, then you can remove the pockets, wash them, dry them, and replace them. So the bag is a once-in-a-time, once-in-a-lifetime buy, I believe. And I can't say how long it lasts because we're only eight months old. I know. The prototypes are two years old and it's still working fine. And this is great and it's such a scoop. Hi, thank you. Haha. Ha. To um, get you on this episode. And um, how are you finding Crofts walking around? Crofts, I think, uh, this is the first time I've ever been here. And I'm highly excited. A, to see so many humans again interacting with each other and we've suddenly gone back a couple of years where we are communicating and people are smiling and we seem to be getting back to what it should be and it's lovely to see all the dogs and, and everybody just smiling and I think that has been such a great day today to see because for far too long and it's nobody's fault but we've had a pandemic now's the time to get out of it let's move forward and I'm hoping that the perfect bag will make a difference to every dog person because it makes life easier and it's a British product which I'm very proud of and I agree we need these solutions because I've noticed a huge amount of extra excrement on yeah. the pavements and it's as if all the pandemic puppies owners don't actually get it that you have to pick it up and whether it is something to do with Millennials I don't know because 35% of all the pandemic puppies were apparently bought by Millennials whether they're a bit squeamish about this or don't understand what their full 
responsibility I, is with dogs. I don't know. What do you think? I, I personally think that possibly we, we've lost some of the community where people don't take responsibility and it's not my problem. And that's the attitude. And it's such a shame. And there's lots of great dog people out there who carry it home. But this bag, you'll never forget anything. You can carry everything you want. And it's simplicity in itself. And if, uh, this is my vision. If everybody had one, just imagine when you're walking along, there would be a splash of colour with the bags. And everybody can see that everybody is doing the right thing by picking it up, putting it into the bags, and taking it to the correct areas whether that be a bin on the road or your bin at home and it would be just delightful to see a clean Britain from food poo bags. Keep Britain tidy. Correct. Thank you Nick. Thank you Anne, so much. Hey it's James at Canine Connectables Mike. Hello Anna how are you? I'm really good you know I've told you Mike about these amazing toys just look at Prudence she's beside herself. <laughs> Explain what Canine Connectables is, James. So Canine Connectables are just like your standard dog toys, but unlike your standard dog toys, you, you stuff them with treats and then they connect together. So that is our unique selling point, that the toys can connect together and create large assemblies of toys. And our marked difference is that they entertain dogs for longer. So you create a large assembly of toys, just like this, connect them all together and then the dog has to break those connections and that stimulates their mind, gets them thinking, gets them working and that's our, that's our main difference. So cool, look, and you've just made, put this like great contraption together with like how many, one, two, three, four different shapes that all interconnect and then they've got their boat. Can you put any treats in here or do you have to use these ones? That's a great question. So we have our own custom treats that are bone shapes and they slot in really nicely but you can use anything at all. Every toy has a little cavity inside that you can put any type of food in, wet food, dry food, dog food, peanut butter, cheese. cream cheese, anything, whatever takes your dog's fancy. Um, raw foods, meat, vegetables. Ah! It's really the, the yes. options are Prudence limitless. is beside <laughs> herself. This go is on, Prudence, go on, go on. The most exciting thing go. Prudence has done all day. Look at her. <laughs> She, that's, this that's is a testament to the products now. Isn't well, it? yeah, I mean, look at this. I mean, she just knows exactly what to do. I mean, she's no stranger to, you know, interactive toys like this. But Brilliant. yeah, Brilliant. yeah, it is good because enrichment's this big thing now in it's dogs, very isn't important. it? Yeah. I think 90% of um, problems that she's going mental now. She is totally mental. Out she's of there now, Prudence. Your main box. <laughs> Prudence, that you're trashing I'm so sorry. It's all right. Here we are. Dogs will be dogs. Oh gosh, if only we had a picture of this. I mean, you know, it's a bit, you know. But anyway, Prudence <laughs> thinks it's brilliant. Right, take that. Yes, so she's busy now. Yes. So as I was saying, uh, I believe 90% of uh, problems that uh, dog owners have with their dogs comes from, <laughs> from boredom and a lack of simulation. And that's where our dog toys come in. We, we first and foremost advocate for an active lifestyle like, like Prudence is demonstrating <laughs> right here. Yeah. Um, but secondly, you need to supplement that active lifestyle with, um, with mental enrichment activities. Yes. It's not just enough to just go take a dog for a walk. You have to challenge a dog. And, have you got um, She's making herself at home here, James. <laughs> I, don't, I totally agree. And what I love about this, you've got 
these ones that that's stick stick, yeah, yeah, so these are our new products. They've right. got a suction cup on the bottom of them. Yeah, yeah. And they have a little grooves around the side so you can smear pastes, peanut butter, pate um, on there, and then the dogs can lick them off, and then the toys connect on top. And that provides a bit of purchase. The dog can break the, break the toys off. And um, yeah, it's great fun. It really is. <laughs> well, Prudence is about to trash your stand, actually, James. So I'm really sorry about this. <laughs> so um, amazing. And how's the first day of Crofts been for you? It's been great, brilliant. It's our first year here. Yeah. Um, so we're delighted to be here. We've been waiting a few years to get to this. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the reaction's been brilliant. Um, we've got great sales, met some great people, great dogs, having a great time. Fantastic. Well, thanks for this chat. Thank you. Really Thank you, loving it, loving Thank you. it. Brilliant. So, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our presentation, and I'm shortly going to be handing over to Jenny, who's going to be taking you through the working group judging. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's please put our hands together as our handlers take their lap of honour. Trust with the Good Citizen Dog Scheme, the Young Kennel Club, the very much the stars of the future, with the fabulous Kennel Club stand with all the health information and all the information about buying a puppy, over 200 breeds of Discover Dogs, it is very much there. That's our show, Mr Binks. What did you think? Yes, I know, Prudence was a bit rambunctious at times. Yes, you're right, Mr Binks, it is time for Woof of the Week. <coughs> it's so refreshing to see people in real life, with their dogs in real life, getting out of being on the internet and back into the real world. <coughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. Thanks to everyone who's contributed to this episode. Links will be in our show notes. Thanks, of course, to Mike, who's attended his first ever crafts. And let's hope it's not his last. Find out more about him and his company at Pod People UK. And for me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr. Biggs? Yes, we will be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you subscribe now? Then you'll never miss another show. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.